So the conversion of St. Paul is uh, a very dramatic event in the life of the church and one which we cannot even begin to, 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 to explain its importance. Uh, so much of what we know about the Lord, so much even of the New Testament was written by him. Like all, so many letters, and there, there are even letters that he wrote that we don't have today. In the letters to the Corinthians, he refers to letters which he wrote, which he wrote to them, which we don't have. Now, it's not that we're going to suddenly discover them tomorrow or the day after and add new letters to Scripture, but the point is, like so much of, of what we know about the Lord, so much of uh, the early church was influenced by this one man, by the, and by this today, by this one man's conversion. So he knew the the Jewish law well; he was well versed in it. But as was kind of typical for, for the day, Jesus criticizes it on numerous occasions. They knew the law well, but, but they forgot the, the heart of the law. They knew the, the letter of the law, but not, not the love behind it. So the law just became very critical and condemning, or rather than a way, of, uh, a way of living that helps us to discover God and live by, his, live by his will in order that we might discover true happiness. You know, it wasn't seen in those kind of terms. So you had to wash in a certain way, you had to slaughter animals in a certain way, you had to you know, curl your hair in a certain way. Everything was, everything was so kind of precise for those kind of things, but yet you could completely disregard hate, condemn to death, scream Hosanna one day and the next week scream, crucify him, and that was okay. <laughs> like, this kind of thing was all right, but if you, if you washed wrong, that was anathema. So it was, just, it was very, you know, they, they focused on, on the, kind of the wrong things. They focused on, got so lost in the detail, they forgot the big picture. Uh, so St. Paul was, was, was like this. He was, he was very, very well-educated, knew the law very, very well. But when he saw Christ and the fulfillment of the law, or Christians living uh, the life that, that, that this Christ guy had spoken about, he persecuted them. And he says, he says even unto death. You know, so men, women, children thrown into prison, some put to death because of St. Paul. Okay, and... I can only imagine when, now by the way, it doesn't mention that he fell off a horse. Most of us imagine the story of St. Paul falling off a horse. There's no actual, no actual horse mentioned. Even art generally shows that St. Paul uh, maybe on the ground and a horse rearing in the air. It doesn't actually mention a horse. It's maybe nice and dramatic. A donkey is, donkey is less, kind of less dramatic, but there you go. Okay, but it doesn't mention him falling off a horse, but it does mention this powerful conversation that St. Paul has with Jesus. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, who, who are you, Lord? Like, it's the perfect answer because Paul didn't know him. Paul never met him. So like the author of so many letters in Scripture in the New Testament never actually met the Lord as the apostles did, not in the same way. Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, and you are persecuting me. So the people with me, says St. Paul, they saw the light, but they did not hear the voice as he spoke to me. And I said, what am I to do, Lord? The Lord answered, stand up, go into Damascus, and there you will be told what you have been appointed to do. Okay, so there's a, it's, it's such a simple conversation in a way. You know, I'm Jesus the Nazarene, you're persecuting me. What should I do? Go to Damascus. There you'll be told. That's it. So, like, it's, it, it's how the Lord provides in such a simple way for such a critical character who will ultimately give his life 
for the church. It's, it's, all, it's all so simple. It's all so, so understated. Because the Lord is speaking here to the heart. So he doesn't need to go on and explain everything. He doesn't need to go on in reams. He just talks to the heart. I am Jesus the Nazarene. And these people you are persecuting, they're my body. You are persecuting me. Okay. Now, sometimes in our own lives today, if we fast forward to ourselves, we can ask ourselves, like, I'm not, I'm not smart enough. I don't know scripture well enough. I've never read the catechism. Even if I did, I wouldn't remember half it anyway. Uh, and of what I remember, I'd understand even less. So, I mean, I'm glad there are witnesses out there, but I, I could never be one. I can't do this. Like, I can't do this whole witnessing to the Lord thing. Um, it's just, that's for the professionals, right? For those who've trained, for those with veils and collars and theologians. And it's not for me. And that is a, an error. That's, that, that's a grave mistake. Because all of us are sent out to be the Lord's witnesses. Now, just, just one little tip. Even though it's not the most scientific and it's not the most rigorous in any way, shape, or form, the Lord's words here are, are, are very important. Okay, he says, You are to be his witness before all mankind. So Ananias, Ananias says to St. Paul, You are to be his witness before all mankind, testifying to what you have seen and heard. I think that's like the key for, for us. If we want to witness the Lord, if we want to be missionaries in our own way, in our own schools, universities, places of work, homes, the way we do so isn't by sitting everyone down and pontificating at them. The ancient Greek word, I right, always start with that if you want to be pretentious, Right? Okay? And that, that's not how you win people back to the church. You do so by witnessing to what you have seen and heard. By, by explaining, witnessing to what you have seen and heard in your own life. And the reason for that, the reason that's so powerful, is because no one can say it wasn't the case. So I, if I say, for example, my faith really, really helped me when this person in my family died, no one can say, well, no, it didn't. There's no counter-argument to an experience that you have had. You know? Or like, for example, my faith really helps me. You know, when I'm feeling down, I'm feeling alone, when um, things are difficult, when I'm challenged, when I feel a bit lost or I don't know what the next steps are, I pray. And in prayer, I, I, find, I find great comfort. In prayer, I find God. No one can say, no, you don't. Again, there's no, there's no counter-argument to that. You're just witnessing to what you have seen, to what you have heard, to what you have experienced. And that's it. That's why in youth and youth events, even in, in our own community here, uh, as even today, after Mass now, we have people who simply witness to what the Lord has done in their lives, how the Lord has worked in their life, because nobody can say, no, it wasn't that way, but it was, this is my experience, yeah. This is my experience, this is how it was for me. Now, as I say, it's, it's very subjective, but it is powerful. It is, it is very powerful because then, then this, all this kind of theology and all these wonderful words and all that kind of stuff, this all translates down into actual, practical decisions. Real-life people, real-life problems, real-life grace that brings us through it. 
And that's, so, like, that's why the witness, the witness value of what we say is far more powerful than, than we might realize. Like, as I say, it's not, it's not, it's not theological in the, in the strict sense of the word, but it absolutely is theological in the broader sense. It's theologos. It's a, it's a discourse about God. Absolutely. But without using necessarily big terms or big words, I'm just saying this is the experience that I have had. And, and that's why it's good for us to do two things. Number one, to actually be aware ourselves of how God has worked in our lives. Often when, when our young people here, when they're preparing their, their, their faith journeys, their testimonies, which they, they, they share during retreats and things, it's often only then that they realize themselves where the Lord guided the situation, where the Lord's hand was in their life. It's often only then they realize, my goodness, Jeannie, look, look, look at where I was. And look at, where, look at where I am now, thank God. I mean, look, 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 look at the journey in between. Uh, but... Look at, look at what God has done for this. Is, I never really know. I'm like, I never really noticed. When you put it down on paper, it's, that's a pretty good story. <laughs> see, people often surprise themselves with how God has worked in their lives. Yeah, often again, you see, we're, just, we're moving on to the next thing, and everything, that thing's finished, move on to the next thing. That thing's finished, move on to the next thing. And then there's no time to kind of actually reflect and look back and go, where, where have I come from? How, did, how on earth has God, how did I get here? And then you, you, you take time, and you reflect, and you write it down, and you go, my goodness, the Lord has been so, so incredibly good to me. And again, no one, no one can contradict that. So, number one, be aware of your own story. Be aware of your own, uh, be aware of the action of God in your life. And then two, witness to it. When he gives you the opportunity, when people are there, when, and this can happen anywhere from a, a pub to a staff room to a factory floor to a mart. You know, when someone sees a, an old brown scapular escape from the back of your shirt or, you know, a rosary bracelet, and uh, do you pray? <laughs> and that's how the conversation begins. Boom, opportunity on a golden platter. Are you going to witness or not? And then you say, uh, yeah, I do, yeah. Really? Why? Why would you do that? You say, well, again, see, witness, just personal story. It helps me. This happened, that happened, I had this problem, that problem, the other problem, and it really, really helped me. My son, my daughter, there was sickness, illness, bereavement, whatever it was, and it really helped get me through. And then not only in the bad times, but also in the good. It's just so incredible to believe, to see how God has, has blessed me in my children, work. And you witness to all of this. And again, nobody can say that's not the case because this is your experience. And it's powerful. It's powerful. So know your story. Know your own story. Know your own vocation story. Know your own, know, recognize those moments of grace in your life. And then witness to them. This is, this is what the apostles did. They share what they saw and what they heard. They shared what they lived. And that's it's no different to us. No different for us. So we ask the Lord today to help us to recognize his hand in our lives. That we might witness to him when the opportunity is provided by his providence. Amen.